It Ain't Dirt It's Soil is a creation of Wayne Shop Productions in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Because you walk on dirt and you plant in soil. That's what Grandpa always said. Hey, Brian. How are you? I'm all right. Guess what? What? We're coming to you from an undisclosed location in a basement. Yes, we are. I like that. It's the bat. It's like the bat cave. It is. It is the bat cave. And it's Easter. It is Easter. Wow. And I might have had a couple of beers and some wine. Really? Yeah. I might have had a little bit to drink. Yeah. Well, I might be food drunk. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. It does. My belly is full. Your belly is full. There's hardly room for the table. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But we did watch an Easter egg hunt today. We did. It was very nice. It was great. Yeah. Eileen did a heck of a job finding eggs. She did a fine job. And they had candy in them. They did have, and slime. Oh, there was slime too? Yeah, slime. You know, that reminds me of one of my favorite Easter stories. Oh yeah, what's that? Do you remember the year when we were like in our 20s and grandma made us hunt Easter eggs in the front yard? Yes. Yes. No, I I was 18. Oh, you were 18? I was. Yeah, so that would have made me 20. And she said... Kind of embarrassing. It was. It was. And you know, but grandma, she was like the nicest little grandma ever. And she says, now, Blake, because I told her I didn't want to hunt for Easter eggs. I says, grandma, I'm 20 years old. I mean, maybe in the backyard, but not in the front yard. (laughs) She says, I put a dollar bill in one. (laughs) <laughs> that dollar did it all, didn't it? It made, it made all the difference in the world. Yes, it did. <laughs> yes, it did. Well, for those of you who don't know, this truly is not a podcast about hunting Easter eggs. No, it's not. No, this is It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil. Yep, it's our podcast. Yep. So being Easter, we're obviously in the spring. Yeah, yeah yep. It was a busy week. All the Easter stuff we have to do. Yeah. Easter lilies, bulbs. Azaleas. Hydrangeas. Yeah, church flowers. Yeah. There were prom corsages to get done this week. Lots of prom stuff. Plus, we we still have not invented a greenhouse expansion tool yet. No, we we do need a greenhouse stretcher right now. We need to stretch our greenhouse out because it's going to explode with flowers. We are bulging at the seams. You walk in and it's like, pow! Wow, that was loud. Yeah, it just gets (laughs) you. It just gets you. It does. I think you got the sound guy. All right, John, you said you were tired. <laughs> and it just gets you. There's so much color and the smell that's coming out of there. Wow. Right. You know what? The pansies. Holy cow. You know, I forgot how nice pansies smell. Oh, pansies smell wonderful. Do you sometimes feel bad for pansies that they got the name pansy? Well, I know because I, I don't know where the name came from, honestly. I, I don't either. But, you know... They're such a happy flower. Uh, the reason I feel bad for pansies is they kind of get the short end of the stick. They really do. It's like the first flower you can put outside. Yeah, exactly. But it's also the first one that kind of goes away. Yeah. and You nobody... only get to enjoy them for about five weeks. Exactly. And they're so pretty. Yeah. Now, if you lived in somewhere like northern Michigan, you probably use a pansy most of the summer. Or down south, they use them all winter long. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And they are beautiful right now. We have very limited selection left, but there still are some available. Yeah, there's still a couple flats down there. Yeah, for sure. I think we have blue and yellow. 
Right. Mostly yellow now. We spent, I think it was almost six hours watering today. We did. It was, it's like, you know, there's a lot of watering to do now. Oh, a ton of water. Because yeah. the greenhouse is full of stuff. It's looking beautiful. We, you know, we did something different this year. We actually grew a lot of our own bedding plants. Well, we always grow our own bedding plants, but the stuff in flats, we've bought them in the last couple of years. And uh, with the shortage on stuff last year, it was kind of difficult to get what we needed. So this year we just, we grew them from seed. We built this badass propagation bench, didn't we? Uh, yes, we did. It's pretty cool propagation bench. Yep. Hot water heat. Yep. Mister system. Grow lights. Grow lights. We've got one heck of a propagation bench. We do. And it works really well. It does. It does. There's a micro boiler. There's... Yeah, grow lights. It's it's sweet. Yeah. You know, we've always grown a lot of our own seeds, but they've never quite looked like the plugs that we bring in. Correct. Except for this year. They do. And it's I think it's the lights. I would say it is the lights. However, I bet the electric bill's more expensive. I bet it, <laughs> I, it, it is, Brian. But you know what? I am okay paying a higher electric bill uh-huh. to bring our customers the quality of product that they expect. I agree with you. So I do too. Plus it looks really cool at night. It does. It's like daylight in there. It is. It is. When it's cloudy out, you can stand under those lights and it's like standing outside in July. It is. Well, I went in there one night. Right. And I was wearing my sunglasses. Really? At night. At night. Yeah. Well, either way, it made for some beautiful little plugs. It did. It did. I thought they were, they turned out very nice. Yeah. Very nice. And then our germination chamber to germinate the trays before we put them on the propagation bench worked real well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're interested in seed sowing and stuff like that, I think we did. Oh, and we did some TikTok videos of it because we're on TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Yeah. Well, you know, the young people that work for us wanted us to have a TikTok account. They did. So I started one. Young's Greenhouse under slash florist. Oh, there we go. It is an awesome page to follow. Yep. We'll keep making TikToks. Yes, we will. So I don't know. What's your favorite flower in your greenhouse right now? Right now, my favorite? Oh, geez. Let me think for a second. Because remember, I've had a little bit to drink. Yeah. My favorite flower right now. Gosh, there's so many. I just watered everything this morning and I looked at them all. You know, I think probably right now it's that uh, calliope geranium. I think it's, is it called lavender splash maybe? Oh, yes. That's very pretty. Oh, my gosh. Every time I see one of those, it's so bright. It's this lavender color. The flower, it's this big lavender flower. And, of course, if you're familiar with a geranium flower, I'm not sure the form. I'd almost, an umble would be upside down, but it kind of, flowers come all out of the stem at the top. It's like a little Miniature hydrangea, almost. Almost. And each little flower has a fuchsia center. Yep. And the contrast, oh my God, it's just really beautiful. Yeah. But, you know, we did get, it's not a flower, but we got our huge tropical shipment last week with all of the summer tropical bloomers, right? And we got some high-low beauties. Oh, those are very attractive. Olicaceas or colicaceas, whatever they are, or caladiums. Who knows? They're beautiful. They are very attractive. Yeah, I like those a lot. Of course, there's also those apricot mandevillas. Those are real pretty. Yeah. What else? Oh, a new marigold that we. Oh grew yeah, this we year. looked we're, at that one this morning. Yeah, we were looking at that one this morning. It's called. Uh, it's got a really, really ugly name. It's called Hot Pack. <laughs> 
Hot Pack Spry. Hot Pack Spry. It was good looking, though. It is. It reminded me of a Bolero, almost. Yeah. Except it was brighter, I think. Right, right. Yeah, I don't... I, boy, 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 you'd be hard-pressed. What's I don't your know. favorite flower? I don't know. You don't know? No, I I really don't think I know. Come on, you got to have a favorite one. I know, it's pansies, right? I do like the pansies, but I'll have to say probably, as far as annuals go, maybe the, the Bordeaux petunia. Well, you know, you can't go wrong with that, but have you seen any blooming yet? No. No, but I assume they're going to look like they did last year. I hope. <laughs> you know, speaking of petunias, we should talk about our two new greenhouses. Yes, we should. That's going to go a little more on the technical side of things. We've got two new hoop houses. We built, yep, we built two hoop houses. And, and they're, they're cold they're houses. They're cold houses. No heat. No heat. And it was 28 degrees last night. Yep. And man, those things, whew, they sure do produce a good looking petunia. You, you know what? I forgot. It's been years since we've had a cold greenhouse to grow in. Yep. And I forgot how beautiful it makes petunias. Yep. If you're buying petunias from a greenhouse that doesn't use a cold greenhouse to grow them in, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. It just makes all the, they're so tight. I was, when I was watering out there this morning, I was looking down at the petunias because they're on, we haven't built benches yet. So they're on the ground concrete and if you're familiar with how they grow they come up out of the soil and then they start to branch out well if they're grown too hot they get real leggy long spaces between the leaves when you grow them cold those spaces shrink way down and this one was a little open in the middle and it had a branch at each node coming up nice oh my gosh heck yeah oh holy this, this stuff in there looks so awesome tight so awesome yeah they're, oh, it's so nice having that. And it's it's really neat. You got to, when it gets cold, like last night, we had to pull a frost blanket over the stuff to keep it to keep it warm enough. It's a little more work because you can't just shut the door and go home at night. You got to cover it and then you got to uncover it. Yep. And you got to go back and cover it, which we're going to be doing here in about, what, 40 minutes or yeah, so? Yeah, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. There's just so much stuff going on. There is. The mandevillas came in and boy, are they beautiful. Yeah. The plumbago is beautiful this year. Holy smokes. Yeah, 10-inch pots of plumbago, they are insane. Yes, they. Are. I've never seen them look so good. Never. Well, you know, we got a pretty good guy down here in Florida that finds us the best stuff possible. Yeah, not only that, our stuff literally does not spend a week on a semi like most people's stuff does. Well, I don't know if most people's stuff spends a week on a semi, but I know back in the day when we got it from other folks that it spent a week on a semi yes. in a sleeve. Yeah, and our guy picks up on Thursday... And he's at our place on Friday. Friday, It's fresh. It doesn't defoliate. No. So we got bougainvilleas in sleeves, and they didn't lose a single leaf. Yep. Now, I don't know if most people know how impressive that is, <laughs> but there's been years where you take the bougainvilleas out of the sleeve, and there's nothing left but sticks. Yep, yep. And then you have to grow all those leaves again. Yep. And to just be able to not have to deal with that right. is pretty awesome. Right. Now, we didn't get any lantana this year, unfortunately, but you used to have the same problem with lantana. Oh, my gosh. There's nothing. So a lantana tree, which is what we're talking about, because I buy we get lantana trees. They're about four foot tall. They got a head on them with the, with the clear trunk, right? Right. And the sleeve is four feet tall. So when you take them out of the sleeve, about a foot of that sleeve was full of leaves <laughs> because the leaves would fall off. Because they yeah. spend, you know, Lantana spends three days in a sleeve and it defoliates. Yes, it does. But then you'd always have to cut them back and then grow them back out. And... You sure do. 
So what could we be doing in the garden right now, you suppose? Well, I don't know. It's been really wet. It has been. I'd have to say this has been a very slow start to the veggie garden. I talked to a gardener guy who said we never got our 10-day dry period in March. Yeah. So he figured that he was going to be two weeks behind. Yeah, I I know in the past, I always was like, man, I could stay home on Easter and till up the garden. Yeah, there's no way I'm tilling. Hell, I think there's still water in my garden. It could be. (laughs) My yard is soaking wet. Yeah, it's really rough for this time of year, I think. I would say now I did see, though... That towards the end of next week, we're looking at sun and in the upper 70s Are we, and lows we, in the 50s. If we would have a little bit of wind with that and then keep that up for about a week, I bet we could We'd get, get in there and work, yep, work, yep. work the soil up a little yep. bit. And for sure, you'd have your cabbages and your brassicas planted. And yeah. Well, right now, if, since I can't get into the garden, I'd probably be starting my lettuce seed indoors. I'd probably be starting lettuces, sure. beets, peas. What else? Oh, kales. Yeah. Uh, gosh, there's, well, anyways, even for later on in May, you should probably right now be starting tomatoes and right some of the sweet peppers, at least it might be a little late for hot peppers. And yeah. what else? Oh, your squashes, we, which we just sowed all of our squash and cucumber seeds yesterday and pumpkins. They'll be primed and ready to go for May 15th frost day. Oh, they'll be perfect probably by about Mother's Day. Oh, okra is, oh my gosh, I'll tell you, okra is probably one of my favorite vegetables to grow. Why? Why? Because it's good. Okay. You can't buy good okra. No? No. If you've never been happy with okra, it's probably because you've never grown okra. Because it bruises so darn easy. Yeah. And by the time you get it at the grocery store, it's usually bruised up, a little dehydrated. Sure, sure. Maybe it was picked too ripe. If you grow it yourself, you can pick it at any stage you like. I don't even cook the stuff hardly anymore. No, it's pretty good raw. Yeah. You know, I was noticing today when I was walking through, our tomatoes are looking really nice. They are, especially since we just put them in pots on, what, Tuesday? Yep. They're rooted down to the bottom of the pot. They're going to be primed for sale, too. Oh, they're yeah, they're, they're beautiful. We're going to tray up the peppers here this coming week. Yep. I would not wait too long because I think they're going to go fast. I would say so. What were you talking about? Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Yeah, we have some great cucumbers. We're going to put a bunch of tomatoes out this year. Yeah, we are. We're going to grow some out to sell, hopefully. Yeah. We'll see how that works out for us. Might be kind of fun. It might be. Some years it works, some years it doesn't. Right. We should talk fertilization. Yes. Because spring annuals, summer annuals, boy, they are heavy feeders. They are, especially petunias. Every, every what, seven to ten days, you yes. have to be giving those guys a shot of yes. fertilizer. Bloom and booster. Yes, a bloom booster fertilizer, preferably Jack's. Because, you know, hands down, Jack's is the best fertilizer on the market. It might cost a little more, but you pay for a little bit of quality and... Hands down, there is no better fertilizer than Jax. No. I swear by it. I would, I would lay my life down on Jax fertilizer. Yep, sure would. That's why we sell it. And we have plenty of it. And we can help explain how to use it. That's right. If you've grown containers at your house and used petunias and you hate them because you have to deadhead them, I would recommend Blossom Booster. Feed every time you water. Every time? Really? That much? Yep. Yeah, but what if, so here, you know, you know, here's how I like to do containers, Brian, as far as fertility goes, which it's that time of the year to start thinking about your pots, right? Right. So after we plant them, it depends on the size of your container, but I like to top dress with the the classic coat time release fertilizer. Right. And then I like to feed with the water solubles every 10 days. 
I think personally, I would feed every time I water. Would you? At a really low rate. Yeah, but what happens when it rains? And then you don't have to water. If you have, well, the, if no, you, even, if you have would, the time release in there, then you don't have to. Even with the time release, I'd probably feed every time really? I water. Yeah. Yep, I think I would. Well, we see things a little differently there then. We do. Huh. I mean, I think I'm probably right. Well, I'm sure you're not. You don't think I'm right? Well, I don't think you're wrong. Let's put it that way. I think there's many ways of doing things, Brian, and I think your way probably works very well for you. It does. You could use like a quarter teaspoon per gallon every time you water. Yes, you could. And that would be just dandy. That would be dandy. If that's what makes you feel good, then you should do it. (laughs) That way you get on a schedule. Well, that's true. You see, I like to use the time release because sometimes I just get lazy and I don't feel like mixing up fertilizer because I'm a busy guy. And I can see that because I am a lazy person. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The two cold houses have allowed us to do a couple things. They've allowed us to grow a lot more hanging baskets. A lot. We've run into issues in the last few years with having enough baskets for people. And uh, this year we have a lot of baskets. And you know what else it's allowed us to do? What's that? Not shrink our houseplant selections. That is very true. We still have a tremendous amount of houseplants. Yeah. And I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say probably one of the best selections of houseplants in the state. In the state? Well, maybe the Tri-County area. The Tri-County area? Yeah. How about our block? Okay. I'll go with our block. Okay. You know, think big, go big. Think big, go big. There you go. We do have some really cool ones right now, though. We have. We we actually have a couple albos for sale. Oh, they're gorgeous, too. They're really nice. Gorgeous Monstera albos, that is. Monstera Deliciosa albos. Yes, and they are beautiful. And then we have some gorgeous four-inch pink princess. We just got some eight-inch whale fins in. Yes, and those things are insanely large. They are. I think that one must be eight inches wide. I, at least. It's it's cool. And you know, those aren't badly priced. No. I don't like to talk prices when online, but the, no. the prices, I mean, I would buy one. Yeah, they're very nice. Well, I guess I did. I bought four, five, six. I don't remember. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Oh, and one thing we also have, too. What, Brian? Everybody wants them. What's that? Orange bird of paradise. Holy smokes. You know, we we only have one left. Oh, well, we've got one left. Yeah. And you know what? They're beautiful. They are. It's funny how year to year plants change. You know, birds of paradise are always something. You can always find the big white ones. Yep. And we have some of those too. Yeah, we have some of those too. But those orange ones are a little harder to come by. Right. And some years you get them and they're like a foot tall. And then you're like, oh, shucks. That's just too short. Right, right. But it is what it is. This year, man, those things are about three feet tall. They look really good. They have a nice set of leaves. I think there's five plants in each pot. Yeah, those look real nice. And I would say our Tradscanthia game is pretty good, too. We have a solid Tradscanthia game. Yep. A lot of really good-looking baskets. Yeah, but I really like those plants. They're probably one of my favorites. I don't know. Everything's my favorite when I'm talking about you it. You know, what about those... Rex begonias that came in. Those are really nice. Those are. And those are some, I have not, I don't know the varieties that those are. Those are some new ones for us. That one is gray. Yeah. And the blacks. Yes. And I the mean, curlies. Yeah. They're kind of, it's kind of a curly leaf, but the leaf's a triangle almost. Yep. I, I might have to hold a couple of them back. I think I'm going to have to make a shade container for my house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rex begonias are a great container to have on your patio. They, they sure are. That's the beauty of of owning a greenhouse. You get first pick of everything. 
That's not true. Oh. Because we usually sell. I usually get to take home what well, we I get first sell. pick and then you sell everything I pick out. Well, that's true. I do do that. You know how many times I've gotten yelled at by my wife? Oh, because you had to bring plants home that you shouldn't have taken home? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, or that time you made me dig up geraniums out of my yard. I didn't make you dig geraniums <laughs> up out of your yard. <laughs> yeah, did I? No. I didn't, don't think I did. No. You might have had a whole bunch of pots of them sitting behind your house that had orange sold tags in oh, them. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Is that what the orange tags that's mean? That's what they're the orange sold? tags mean. Oh. They're sold, Brian. Those are I plants gotcha. you're not supposed to take home. I gotcha. Somebody has already bought those. Gotcha. Okay. And then somebody yells at me, and then I have to just pass that buck right on down. That's right. Well, you know what else we start this week? Our summer hours. Our summer hours. Our, <laughs> our spring hours. Yes, seven days a week. Yep. You know, should we talk about containers, like fillers, thrillers, and spiller kind yes, of Yes, we should. And we do have plenty of thrillers, fillers, and spillers. We do. Yeah. We've got Angelonia. Yep. That'd be a thriller. Yep. We've got Mandevilla. Oh, totally a thriller there. Hibiscus. Thriller. i tell you what. You name a plant, and I'll tell you if it's a thriller, filler, okay. or spiller. Let's play a game. Go Lantana. for it. Ooh, filler. Dragonwing begonia. Filler slash thriller. Yes. Oh, man. Two for two. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can throw a wrench in here. Try it. Let's Go ahead. See. I bet I can. I bet you can't do it. Fuchsia. Fuchsia would totally be. It depends on the fuchsia. If it's an upright, it could be a thriller. Otherwise, they're definitely fillers and spillers. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Because we have both upright, bushy ones and trailing ones. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Okay. Well, let's see here. I know you can't do it. You don't think I can stump you? Mm-mm. I'm going to go I can see the wheels turning. Lobularia. Oh, Lobularia. Yeah. For those of you that don't know what Lobularia is, it's like a, a list them on steroids. <laughs> yeah. So that would totally be a spiller slash filler. I would agree with you. I think it probably goes more towards spiller. I would say I'd agree with a spiller. Yeah, because it's going to get big and it's just going to flop over the edge of the pot. Yeah, yeah. Unless it has something growing through it to fill it up. For sure. To to hold it up, I should say. Yeah. Here's one for you. See if I can stump you. Okay. Guara. Ooh, wow, guara. Well, it depends on how big the pot is, but I would for sure use it for a thriller. Really? Yeah. No, I I don't think so. You wouldn't? Why not? Why not? Because it spreads out so far. But it's three feet tall. It totally fills. But it's a thriller. I say it's a filler. It is wispy. It is wispy. Well, you stumped me. (laughs) That wasn't hard. That was the first try. Well, I I said I was food drunk when we started. That's true. That's true. Your eyes are kind of bloodshot. They are. I'm going to have a food hangover tomorrow. Be in a food coma. Yeah, right. Some of my favorite spillers would be those petunias we talked about. Yeah. Bordeaux. There's one, there's a, what is it called? Blackberry cheesecake. Yep. Holy smokes, that thing is beautiful. Or Mandeville. Yeah, that Mandeville is really nice. That's got almost a, a lavender bloom, fuchsia lavender almost. I call it purple to fuchsia. Yeah, purple to fuchsia and then the, the variegated leaf. Oh, is that, is that I one called? I think that's Mandeville. No, 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 that's, uh, that's Grape Crush. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, that's, that's, you know what, that's a really cool one because that is like a grape colored flower. Yeah. And it's got a heavily variegated leaf. Yeah, very cool. White and green. Yeah. Almost looks camouflage. You know what? That's what it's called. 
Glamouflage. Is it? Yes. Yes. That's the name of there it. There you go. I forgot the name of that. That's Glamouflage. There you go. That might be a haute couture plant. I think it is. That's one of those fancy plants. Yeah. It's yeah. haute couture. We're not snooty, are we? That plant might be. <laughs> it puts his nose up at everybody. <laughs> well, it's an awful pretty plant. It I'll is tell you what. very pretty. That that actually might be one of my favorites. I, the, the foliage is so nice on that. You know, and, and what it does, like there's been variegated petunias right out there. They never flower much. This one actually flowers. It's usually if they're either going to put on a show with their leaves or with their flowers, but this one kind of gives you the best of both worlds does and then right next to it is probably my standby favorite to use in containers you can use it in the shade or the sun what is that dorthianthus miso oh the miso yeah, yeah yeah you know what that just reminded you asked me what my favorite flower was this year for me i think it's got to be that new salvia oh yes that That's, is that salmon salvia yes holy I, cow i forget the exact name of it but you sure can't miss it it is bright yes that one is beautiful and actually, I know you guys aren't going to see this right away, but I was just getting on our Facebook page. You need, when you hear this podcast, get on our Facebook page and look up the post that Blake did today of the Hoya Bloom. Oh. Because that's just popped up on me. But did it? Yeah. Yeah, so when I was walking through the greenhouse first thing this morning, my public calyx, I have this big old Hoya public calyx, had it for years. And it's in full bloom right now. And it was actually pushing sap, sugars, out of the flowers. And it was like raining sugar water out of the flowers. It was so cool. I took a really neat photo of that and put on our Facebook, Instagram. Yep, Facebook and Instagram. Sorry, TikTok. I left you out of that one. Couldn't figure out how to make that into a TikTok. <laughs> we'll leave that to Brian. I- he makes I, great TikTok videos. He's got this cool little dance he does in all of them. Heck yeah, if you haven't seen it, I've gone viral. <laughs> right? Kind of. Have I gone viral? No. No? I, th- I think 300 people watched you. Oh, what do you got to get to? What do you have to get to go viral? Well, for us, I think it's anything over 20. 415 <laughs> people have watched Oh. It. Well, this podcast has kind of gotten off the tracks a little bit. It has, but it is Easter. It and is I've had, Easter. I've had a few drinks, and you are food drunk. I am. So, But I do need to actually go turn the heat on at the greenhouse. Yeah. So come on in and see us. There's some gorgeous stuff to be had right now. You're going to walk through the door, and you're going to get your socks knocked off. It's overwhelming. It, it can be, yes. But it is beautiful. Oh, you know something else we got going on? What's that? Our first terrarium workshop. Yes, we are doing a terrarium workshop. This is one of many workshops we're going to do. Yes. One of many. I think we'll do um, more terrarium. Yep. And then we should also do some floral arranging and we'll do some... I think we need to do a container workshop, Ryan. I think you'd be primed to do a container workshop. Let's do a container workshop. Let's do it. Mid-May. How about before then? Okay. Mother's Day weekend? Ooh. Okay. (laughs) Whatever you say, boss. Right on. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. We'll do something. Yeah. So hit us up with any ideas you guys have. What kind of informative classes, workshops that you would like to attend or would be interested in at the greenhouse? And uh, 
we'll see if we can't put it together for you. Yeah, because something that we're really good at is if we don't know it, we sure can make it up and sound, make it sound convincing. Almost like we know what we're doing. Almost. Yeah. And if we don't know it, I'm more than willing to learn about it and help teach other people. Totally. Yeah. Well, Blake. Yes, Brian. This is It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil. Signing out. Signing out. Thank you. It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil is brought to you by Young's Greenhouse and Florist, located at 5867 Lake Avenue in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Follow us on Facebook under Young's Greenhouse and Florist and on Instagram at at Young's Greenhouse. Our podcast is hosted by Blake and Brian Young. Our producer is John Dawkins at Wayne Shop Productions, LLC. And our theme music is by Tom Dawkins. Search for It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil on all major streaming platforms and visit our page at wayneshout.com. This has been a Wayne Shout production.